and welcome to episode 56 of Into the Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined each and every week by the delicious Ryan Chitterden. Say hello, delicious Ryan Chitterden. Hello, Sam. Hello, you're looking very delicious. Thank you. So are you. Do you know what else is looking very delicious? Go on, tell me. These bloody snacks we've got in front of us. We've got a right feast in front of us today. (laughs) So... Anyone that listened to last week knows that we spoke about Brad Pitt and we clearly spoke about Brad Pitt for about 48 hours. So we've had to split the episode in half. So this is just a little intro from us and then we're going to carry on with the chat from last week. Yes. So, and really the main reason we're doing this is because it's last week's episode. We can't do a snack of the week. So Mm. we had to do this just so we could fit a snack of the week in because one, we don't want to make you guys go without Drew Flanagan music. Yes. And we can't go a week without having fucking snacks. snacks yeah absolutely so we've got together solely just for snacks what better way to get and pizza you know, what better reason yeah it's banging in it unbelievable so should we get drew straight in then let's just we're not messing about are we drew sing us in baby here come sam and ryan listen to them both speak they've come for hours all with their pop culture critique but are you even a nerd if you don't overread so come on everybody it's the snack of the week so Ryan, we are back to uh, snacks from our beautiful, gorgeous listeners. So what have you brought with you this week, my friend? I've brought a very tasty looking snack today. It does look tasty. You know that we are a big fan of the caramel. Well, it, it hit number one spot for a while, didn't it? It did. It was the caramel. Oh, it was the caramac. Caramac munchies. munchies. So Cadbury's do caramel, don't they? Which is their equivalent because caramac was Nestle. I think it's Nestle, yeah. Discontinued. And what the fuck is that about? Oh, it's honestly, I'm, I'm not over it yet. Wankers. Yeah, I know. But anyway, our good friend and dear listener, Rich, Mr. Rich Twiner. Oh, Richie T. God, Richie this boy, T. he looks after us, doesn't he? He does. He really does. Um, he has brought us some caramel crispy. <gasps> now, I love caramel. Yeah. I also love a bit of crisp. Me too. Mm. And it's a yeah, good old chocolate bar foot. So Let's get this bad boy open. And we'll I feel like it this, in our face. I'm hoping, I've got high expectations. I think this is going to be top tier. Do you reckon it's going to be top tier? I think it's going to be in that number one tier spot that we've got. So for people that didn't watch our live stream the other day, um, this has nothing to do with tier. Why? Why didn't you watch? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Download Twitch, wankers, and watch us do a live stream. Um, one of our beautiful viewers, Ed, um, actually created the tier system for us. Yeah, he did. Oh, I've picked up six bits there. I didn't need to do that. Uh, can you remember what they were, Ryan? Top tier? Yep. Was it something like very snackable? Uh, the second one was, uh, loved that. Loved that. Third was very snackable. Very snackable. Four was... Not great. Not great, I think. Not something like that. Not if I have to if I have to, was if it? If I have to, yes it was. And then bottom tier. Yeah, I can't remember what the bottom one, but that you you got on I think top he tier swore, and bottom tier. But it got cut it got cut out of the chat. Oh, if you, oh FYI for next time, if you click the stars, right, it shows you the message. Oh, okay. Just so you know. I don't like swearing though, so no, uh, I know, mate. So I, I, I won't do that. And this is why we ban swearing in our streams, yeah, don't we? Because we, we do. never swear. Never. Anyway, download Twitch, you wankers. <laughs> Into the pod. Right. Are you ready for the snack? Yeah. I, it like looks it, very crispy. I, like I said, I've got anything other than top tier, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, me too. So high expectations. Let's go. So let's get straight ready. into it. Hmm. Mm. 
we also find out that my brother who mods for us on the live streams I'm going for more really hates it when we do this on the podcast I think a lot of people do <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay we don't care enjoy our chewing mm. do you want me to say it say it it's not top tier really yeah wow I love it yeah it's second tier right there's just not enough su- substance to it. Mm. But I quite like that because I find chocolate, I, anything that's really rich is very is quite sickly. And I like a boost bar. We were talking mm-hmm. about boost bars the other day. I used to love boost bars as a kid. Too much for me now. Over Overpowering. My problem is I've already had four squares of that and I don't feel like I've had any. Mm. It's very light, which is lovely. Oh, yeah. Taste is gorgeous. Mm. Just not enough substance. Wow. For me. Okay. No, that's fair. Fair. How are you feeling about it? So for me, it's going to be in there. I love that because I do love it. The taste. I love the taste for caramel. The crispiness was crispy, just a little bit too light. Okay. No, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm in between. It's either a very top of tier two, which mm-hmm. was love that, or the bottom of top tier. Mm. Big fan of, but I love caramel. I know, yeah. Caramax. That's like my favorite, I think. Um, and the crunch, nothing, nothing. It's it's a good crunch that. Yeah, because I haven't broke a tooth. Yeah, it was just a nice crisp, just yeah, a nice, yeah. like rice crispy in there. Mm. Oh, Speaking of rice krispies, you'll be proud of me. I went shopping the other day, Ryan. Yeah, down the cereal aisle, and you nice. know what we was talking about um, buying sugary cereals and that. Yeah, I bought bran flakes. Nice, love a bran flake. I love bran flakes. Yeah. Me. Anyway, let's, uh, we we did this last week where we spent half hour talking about food, and then this we is, didn't fit. This Brad is why Pitt we didn't fit the whole Brad Pitt. Because <laughs> actually, only had like fifteen minutes left to talk about Brad Pitt. Anyway, but quickly before right. we do that, yeah. okay, okay, I, I bought a, you a great, present. Great snack. I'm going to say I'm going to say top tier at the bottom end, so it's going to average out um, top of tier two. Top of tier two. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. And I bought you a present. Go on. I know you like a pasty. I, I do. And last uh, week we had the toffee yum yum. Oh, that was top tier. So this morning I was driving back from the shop, uh, shop uh, dropping the kid off at school, same yep. thing. Um, <laughs> and I went to the shop yep. because I really fancied a hazelnut croissant for breakfast Ooh, with a coffee. Lovely. So I went to Lidl again, Yeah, picked up hazelnut croissant. Psst, I bought two. Nice. I had them both. Oh, yes, boy. And I bought two of these, my friend. Portuguese tarts. <gasps> Fucking love a Portuguese tart. I got you a Portuguese tart because I fucking love you, brother. Oh, thanks. You do love me. I fucking love Portuguese tart. What are these called? Um, We Googled it before. (laughs) And we've already forgot. Pastis. 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 De Nata. Nata. Something like that. Yes. Portuguese tart. Portuguese tart. I'm so excited. Oh, me too. Get it in your gob, mate. Have you had these before? Yeah. Love them. Oh. That is good. That filo pastry, mate. Mm. If people haven't had these before, it's like, yeah, like filo pastry, is it? It's like a better egg custard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, custard in the middle. Mm. And then, uh, what's on the top? What's the brown bit? I'm assuming it's caramelized sugar. Yeah, you know they're, they're they, just um... like heated. Mm. Oh, yes, boy. The mess we're making here. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm not going to like this. 
I proper look after you when you come round here. You really do. It's just a perfect combination of crunch and mm-hmm. softy, oh, gooey yeah. middle. Mm. We went to Portugal a year and a half ago. And oh, yeah. They served these with breakfast. Oh. You know, in our hotel, there's just had a whole selection of them. You just go up mm. and help yourself. And sold them in like every shop because of, oh. of Portuguese. So it was the home of them. You get them warm as well. Oh. Oh. Unbelievable. Oh. That was insane. You've still got a bit left. Oh. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> that was definitely two bites that were put in one. So I always feel really bad because the reason I look after you when you come around here because you look after me when I come to yours. Mm. But you don't know. It's normally Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It's normally Claire and then you reap the benefits when you come around here. Well, yeah. So your wife feeds me and looks after me. That's what marriage is. Uh, yeah, what's hers is yours. Yeah, exactly. And what's yours is yours. Yeah, <laughs> too right. That's the contract I signed. How are we feeling about the uh, Portuguese top? It's just fantastic. It's as good as I remember it. Top tier? I think it's top tier for me. Definitely top tier. Yeah. Yeah. What Two great fantastic sna- oh, snacks. Unbelievable. I'm so glad we got together for this. I know, just to get snacks. Um, Brad Pitt was last week. This week is all about the snacks. Yeah, best week ever. And not only that, we're about to hit the 10-minute mark, so now we can just stop recording and we can just listen to us from last week. Yeah, lovely. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's a bit of Brad Pitt from the 2000 onwards. Peace. (laughs) Right, so I guess we should go into 2000s now. This is going to be a long-ass episode, but fuck it, let's just go. Well, 2000 starts with a fucking banger as well. Snatch. 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 <laughs> what mean, a film. It's an insane film, isn't it? Like, it's... Is it insane because the film is insane, or is it insane because Brad Pitt is so insanely good, do you think? I think both. I agree, because I love the film. I think if Brad Pitt's character is one of my favourite characters, Yeah, but I feel he could have been done by someone else not as good, but not the as film good. still the film, would have stood yeah, up brilliantly. Absolutely, because it, it felt like obviously Guy Ritchie, uh, gangster film, um, a fo- natural follow-on from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is a great film. It's oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one just felt like a bigger, better, in in every way version of that. If that oh makes god, sense. absolutely. And that's still yeah. a great film, and that didn't have bloody Brad Pitt in one of his greatest roles of all time. But look at the characters in this fucking film. We've got. Brad Pitt, yeah, as the Irishman. What's his name in the it? Pikey. The Pikey. The um, Pikey. One Punch Mickey, isn't he? One Punch Mickey. Then Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Uh, Stephen Graham. Yep. As the two sort of idiot. Yeah, they're like the middlemen, the aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The duo. Turkish Brick, and Tommy. Brick Top, who is as good as fucking uh, One Punch Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As good. Yeah, absolutely. Who else we got? What other memorable characters are there? Vinnie Jones, Bullet Tooth Tony. Fucking Bullet Tooth Tony, yes! <laughs> I love already smashing that guy's face in, in the car door. Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> Just k- killing this guy, then picks the phone yeah. up. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> in the shittest, not even pretending to be French either. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> even like Benicio del Toro, Frankie Fourfingers. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah it's like oh, a, my God. The cast is insane. So, this is one of those films I've not seen in years and years but i've seen it enough times that i'll remember it till yeah I, I die. I'm, I'm exactly the same as you like i've seen it loads probably i can't remember the last time i watched it all the way through I'd probably say four to five years for me yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, we're probably the same. I, I think I started watching it last year. I just stuck it on because I was like, it's something I know I'll enjoy. It'll be on in the background. I can dip in and out, but I didn't finish it. Um, but yeah, what an insane cast. Which is, which, you know, it's just a gritty British gangster film. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's drawn in like absolute elite. I, okay, Jason Statham, Stephen Graham were very much up and coming, but they've gone on to be huge in their own right. Huge, yeah. You know, Benicio Del Toro must have been he was massive. Oscar winner, Oscar nominated by yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. Brad Pitt at this stage, I mean, we've just gone through his films from the 90s, which are insane. You know, he's following up Fight Club yeah. by playing a pikey. Weird, weird, really, isn't it? Because you're like, okay, British gangster film yep. with one of America's biggest superstars. Yeah, one of the biggest superstars in the world. Playing an Irishman. He's not even Irish, is he? Because they say he's pikey, don't they? Because <laughs> oh, he's, like, yeah, he's, yeah. like, he's like part Irish, part like fucking um, traveller, Paul, whatever. It's just like, because they take the piss out of his accent, don't they? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, it's nothing. It's a not yeah, a nothing yeah. accent. Just literally living in a caravan park with all these other pikeys. Probably one of the most quotable films of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I just, it still baffles me even now, 24 years later, that Brad Pitt, probably the biggest star in the world, an absolute icon, sex symbol, yeah. is... Just playing a bikey. Uh, but he's a sex symbol in this. Oh, he is sexy. He's sexy as hell. He's sexy. But yeah, I totally agree. But like, it's just mad. I still can't believe it. And he plays a pikey so perfectly. Let, let's let's be honest. No way is he know what a pikey is. Oh, no, he doesn't. Prior know. to this film. No, no, no. But he nails it. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're all playing like caricatures of, they all are, of like gangsters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, it's playing on stereotypes. But, oh, I just, yeah arguably one of one of his greatest roles oh absolutely bearing in mind this is one of the hardest men on earth one punch one punch uh, mickey whatever his name is yeah, yeah and it's that scene where he's uh betting him for a caravan mm. and when he wins it he just slams his fist down and goes periwinkle blue <laughs> <laughs> he wants a caravan in periwinkle blue <laughs> oh it's if you've not seen snatch you need to watch snatch it is okay Oh. Who would win? Go on. In a bat. Ah, no, I'm not going to say because one punch monkey would de- Mickey would definitely win in a fight. Who is better as a character then? One punch Mickey. Yeah. Tyler Durden. Oh, it's that, a fucking tough fucking, one, isn't it? Ah, I can't. I don't know if I can answer that. I, they're up there. They're both up there. I think because of like the Britishness and like how that feels obviously do you know what I mean it feels a bit yeah, more yeah, like yeah. unique to us more homely more homely <laughs> in Dar- all the worst Dar- ways <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go for one punch Mickey or what yeah by a tad by a tad by I mean a, I, I, I literally I, he asked me again tomorrow I'm saying Tyler Durden yeah 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 but you know this film is incredible 8.2 it's got an IMDb massive massive yeah currently ranked at the 122nd greatest film of all greatest film of all time I would love to find someone that doesn't like this film yeah what's not to like it's got like you said it's so quotable every character is memorable like even their names like they're just huge actors or even mi- mixed in with like proper homegrown British talent oh yeah yeah um and a lot of them like like I said earlier they've gone 
from being very small to now being huge. huge so you reckon that you watch this film now again, 25, 24 years later and you're like, Oh my God, I know pretty like 90% of this cast. 24 years later. <sighs> I, I was 11 when this film came out. How weird is that? That is crazy, isn't it? I'm like a full grown ass man now in body. In body. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, should um, we move on? We should we move on. Yeah, we will get stuck here. Or yeah, not. I'll just go. We'll just focus on the big ones, shall we? Um, Troy will probably be the next. Well, we've it? got Ocean's Eleven, and uh, I know yeah. we've spoke about that a bit already. You don't overly remember it, and I've definitely not seen. Yeah, it. the first one, seven point seven on IMDb. Okay. Um, I remember the first one again. It's just like your typical, stereotypical heist film. Yeah. Massive cast, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, both at sort of like the height of their popularity. Matt Damon, you know, Julia Roberts. Um, it's an unbelievable cast and they all get together to... It's a stereotypical heist film. It's fun, bit cheesy, doesn't take itself too seriously. I think the first one works really well and I would say okay. give, it a, ch- give it a chance. I'll give it a go, yeah. Um, although, uh, what's his name? Don Cheadle, is it? Don Cheadle, yeah. From who best known as War Machine. Yeah. He's in it with and he has a British accent. Okay. The worst really? accent of all time. Really? It's that bad that I think they make him drop it for the second and third film. <laughs> okay. It's that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like horrendously oh, bad. Oh god. Is it just over the top stereotypical yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just doesn't work it's like it's not even it doesn't even work in like a comical sense because i don't think he's trying to play that off like yeah it's just it's just you know like if you just said oh uh, you're from london yeah my name is michael kine yeah yeah yeah. like that get us a cup of tea yeah and you're like oh or water yeah yeah yeah, it's just so cringy i watched watched a video the other day and it was like uh Amer- it says Americans, British people are so posh, and then British people. And it's a um, Graham Norton interview with Adele. And she's like, Can you fucking imagine if I had a fucking kid? <laughs> <laughs> like Adele, one of the most beautiful yeah. singers on earth. She's like, Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. Oh, that sums up the British people. Oh, God, it? yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then I think it jumps to. Jumps to Troy, 2004. Troy, yeah. You, you uh, watched that recently, didn't you? I did indeed, yeah. Um, not my sort of film normally, so I'd avoided it for a while. Um, I don't know, it's just that time period that... it's not the fact, This isn't a film set in the snow or, or anything <laughs> like that that puts me off it. Yeah. But I, I just the certain films that I've watched around that time period that I wasn't that interested in, so I never bothered. Um, but because we was doing this and people kept going, how have you not seen Troy? Give it a go. Um, so I did, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, good, absolutely. Yeah, loved nah, it. I I really enjoy it. But this is this is totally my sort of film. Oh, easy, sword yeah. and sandal, like historical, mythological epic. You know, based on the classic story of um, you know, the fall of Troy, which has been done to death. Like so many adaptations of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. But like you know, this is a full blown hollywood epic in terms of budget in terms of cast you know the cast is absolutely insane brad pitt eric banner who i really really like in this i think our eric banner to say he's <coughs> he's not the star because you got brad he's, he's facing off against brad pitt he holds his own oh and, big time. and you root i found i was rooting for him who yeah. plays hector obviously the leader of the 
the you know the hero of the Trojans versus Achilles, who's like the the leader of the well, one of the heroes of the Greeks, and you know, but on top of that, you know, Sean Bean, I fucking mm. love Sean Bean, and biggest shock of the film, he actually survives. I know, unbelievable. That does not happen very when everybody often. else, pretty much in the whole film, dies <laughs> yeah. except Sean Bean, it's like it's some some weird like alternate universe where <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Bean survives in every film and everyone else dies, but. You know, Orlando Bloom, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson's banging in this yeah, film. Because yeah. I only knew Brad Pitt was in it. I didn't know any of the other cast. So when I was watching it, I was present, pleasantly surprised, sorry, at every corner. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck Orlando Bloom. Yeah, oh, brilliant. So Banner. many. Oh, brilliant Gleeson. So many um, recognisable faces. Who's the main, um, main guy for the Greeks? Brian Cox, Brian who plays Cox. Agamemnon. Yes. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, king, yeah, yeah. the king of the Greeks. Yeah, he's great name. in he's this. Awesome um, in it. Again, such a, such a sarcastic prick. prick. <laughs> yeah, he is such a yeah. douchebag. You love to hate him because yeah. he, he plays him that well. Um, but yeah, this is exactly my sort of film. Like Growing up, I'd, I'd watch a lot, of, like, a lot of the Greek legend films. Like They always used to be on at Christmas, like Jason and the Argonauts or uh, Clash of the Titans and stuff. But they were all like the proper old like 50s and 60s, the stop motion animation ones. But then growing up, you know, like things like Lord of the Rings or so, Sword and Sandal, basically. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. my thing. And I think this one's done quite well. I, I, I know it got pretty mixed reviews, but I don't know what... No, if, I, if it's not, I, I guess it. if it's not your type of film, fair enough. But for me, it, was, it ticked all the boxes. But then saying it, it wasn't my type of film, and I adored it. And yeah. then, you know, yes, granted, I'm on a, a Brad Pitt binge at the minute, but everything about it, like I said, the whole cast list, the, the story was done great. I think yeah, you the know, battle scenes, the battle some of the scenes, scenes the, the you know the epic battle between Achilles versus Hector. That yeah. showdown, oh, that was cool. It was like really oh, that, tense. That was horrible, really and tense. I, yeah, yeah. Proper tense because ah, it just it's just awful. Um, but how good is Brad Pitt as Achilles? Oh, he's so good because again, he's one of these. He's arrogant in his own way of I can't be defeated. Yeah, yeah. Like he can't be asked. You know, the first time you come across him, um, they're about to go to battle, and it's a case of well, I tell you what, let's not sacrifice many men. Yeah, let's just get your best versus my best. Yeah, and this big eight foot tall bloke walks out. It was Oof, fucking let's massive, go. Isn't he? Achilles, get here. Where is he? He's not there. So he sends some kid back to go grab him and he's yeah. just laid there arse naked, fast asleep with two women. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Oh, for fuck's sake, fine. Yeah. Boom, stab. Dead. <laughs> like, it's not even, don't even think about it, does and it? And that's him the whole way through it. Like, yeah. he throws his, his, like, dummy out the pram so many times. Like, I'm not fighting you anymore. Fuck off. Fight, yeah. fight your own battles. Because he's like a mercenary for hire type thing. He's, he's, he's a him warlord, and, isn't yeah. he? And, and Agamemnon, who's the king, he's just collected all the warlords of Greece under one banner, basically. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a lot of lot of different kings to, to um, try and, I don't know, keep in line. Yeah. So, and Achilles, who's like the greatest warrior in the world you know, prophesies that he'll, ne- you know, he can't be killed and stuff. So, and I think Brad Pitt, I think what he does as well, because in a lot of ways, I, I imagine that's probably quite a one dimensional role. I know Achilles is like a classical Greek mm-hmm. legend, but I feel like it could easily just have been like, oh, you're the pretty boy. You're in the bot. You got the good body. That's all you need to do. Just turn yeah, up, yeah, yeah. turn up, look pretty in the sunshine with your long blonde hair and fling this, and fling foam this sword around, this sword around. And that's <clears> it. But I feel like he tries to bring a bit of, as much like nuance to it as he can. He's a bit more brooding. He's a bit more thoughtful as well as like the obvious things like the arrogance and stuff. So I think he tries to, I know he, I think he didn't want to do this film. Okay. But he was contract 
contractually obliged to because he was under contract from the studio. So he had to produce oh, so okay. many films. So they're like, we want you in this. But who better to, than the, to epitomize the greatest that humanity can a offer? God. A god. A, a god, god amongst, amongst men. men. <laughs> you get Brad Pitt to play him, yeah. obviously, the peak of his, like, in his prime. So I think it's worth checking out. Um, I know there's an extended edition, which I've seen a couple of times, which is quite a bit longer. I think about three and a half hours. Yes. Um, which so, it's a bit more serious, I think. It's a bit more somber in tone, but it's it's still yeah, still good. Yeah, I was just looking what year it was. Two thousand and four. Yeah. Two thousand and four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely worth checking out. I think even if you just want to see Brad Pitt topless on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, should we go from that? You know, a film where he's shredded and a hunk of a man to something very similar with Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, we can do. That jumps a, quite a bit, I'm doesn't a, it? Am I missing much there? Um, a couple of the ocean films. Yeah, I mean, if you just, I'm just flicking through. So yeah, Ocean's Twelve, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Not, uh, I've still never seen it. Not great. Babel, I've never seen. Never seen it. But I mean, it's got high. <clears throat> Seven point five. Ocean's Thirteen again. No. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward, coward Robert Ford. Not seen it, but I've heard terrible things. It's. From what I remember, it's two hours 40. It's very slow from what I remember. It's quite sort of like, I don't want to say artistic because that gives it, but you know what I mean? It's a bit sort of like thoughtful. It's not an action film. It's very trying to be a bit more of a character study. Yeah, because that was on my list of films to watch, but I got told it was terrible and I thought I'm not wasting two hours 40 if it's not good. Yeah. Burn After Reading, I don't really remember. Love that film. I can't remember it. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that again recently. Again, he's only a he's only a bit part in that, so he's the side character. He plays a like a gym dumbass. Yes, so he works in it. a gym and he's um uh he's blackmailing thingy Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying because he thinks he's got some like secret spy fucking um he found this CD-ROM and he thinks it's secret spy fucking stuff on it because it's all coded. Yeah. When it's actually just the finances because his wife's going to leave him. Oh, yeah. And some of it. his memoirs. Yeah, yeah. And then it just gets absolutely ridiculous and they try to sell it to the Russians. And yeah. it just gets completely out of fucking place. I remember being he okay, played, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I love this film. It's a Coen Brothers film, so oh, I'm going to love it. of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I love about his character in this, he just plays a dumbass. Yeah. He, he plays kind of, again, you know, he's a good-looking gym rat. Yeah. Works in a gym and his job is to just act like a dumbass. Yeah, and he yeah. plays it so he well. He does. He's got again just showing showing his range, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I probably need to rewatch that because I think I, I was, I think I watched it at the cinema and again, I didn't George know what, Clooney. Yeah, and I didn't know what to expect, especially from a, I was probably a bit young for like the Coen Brothers yes, at that stage. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, then we move on to curious curious case of Benjamin Button. Benji B. I, Benji kept, B. I kept messaging you about this whilst I was watching it. Because yeah. I'm not writing that every time. So I was kept saying, oh, Benji B's just done this. <laughs> and I was like, it's really not doing this film any justice, calling him Benji B. Yeah. I could not, I've only seen this film the once at the cinema. Years and, ago I watched and it. And you'll have, so you'll have to remind me about it. Yeah, so it's a, uh, I nearly said typical story. Not it's quite. not typical at all. It's <laughs> so, a, it's so, so it's the story nuts. of a uh, baby is born with this weird disease and is kind of just dropped um, on the doorsteps of this old people's home. Yeah. Uh, and the disease is basically he is born an old man and his age regresses as he progresses. Yeah. So as a young child, he's an old man. And it's kind of the story of him 
dealing with this um dealing with this illness but at the same time the friends he makes along the way he's telling stories about when he becomes a fisherman he becomes a seaman for a while and all these quirky characters he meets along the way and then his love story with Kate Blanchett Kate Blanchett I've got a name for a second yeah yeah uh Tilda Swinton and this again who I absolutely adore he has a bit of a love affair with her it's so so good he Act, and this is one thing I picked up on quite well because obviously as he's becoming older and he's getting younger, that's when he can play Brad Pitt. Yeah. The good looking, yeah, yeah. suave movie. I remember that being quite late in the film though. It's very late in the film. Like yeah. a lot of it is him and like under prosthetics, being the old man. Yes. Having those mannerisms and but it, it must be such an interesting role to play because he's an old man in terms of body, but mentally he's still young and naive. Well, this is what I picked up on. So as he's getting a little bit older, so we're talking nine years old, he's only being able to walk out of his wheelchair because obviously he's an old man in a wheelchair. Yeah, state. yeah. But he does this real good job of, he's got a child's innocence in his eye. Yeah. And, you know, um, Kate Blanchett's character, I can't remember her name when she's a kid, he's like, oh, come, oh Benjamin, come have a look. Benjamin, come play. And he, he runs but still with his old man limp, but he's got the body and the energy of a child. He does it so well. Yeah. And when I watched this when I was younger, again, I didn't appreciate film like I do now, but I was like, okay, what an interesting story. Mm. But now I look more into it and like, I'm looking at the acting, I'm looking at more the the storytelling a bit more, the characters, the the development. This film is fucking unreal, mate. Yeah. It is outstanding. I really, really want to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm so Um, glad I I rewatched it. And I will rewatch it. And it's just... Oh yeah, I, I, I'm, it's one of them, the films that sticks with you because it's so unique. David Finchner, again, who obviously again, yeah. reuniting Brad Pitt with David Finchner after Fight Club mm-hmm. and Seven, you know, another great film. I couldn't film. believe it when I saw this was David Finchner, yeah. Finchner at the end. Because it's, it's quite heartfelt and it's quite lovely from what I remember. Uh-huh. It's not, okay, it, it's not as dark as those other ones. I ain't afraid to say it, mate. I lost a tear or two at the end yeah, of this film. Yeah, it's I, like I it, forgot how, how hard hitting the end of this film is. Yeah, and, it is. A, in a, I remember it being emotional and I remember it just being an incredible portrayal by everyone involved. Kate Blanchett, you know, she, she's going to do an incredible performance. No matter does, what yeah. film she's in, she is fantastic. Um, but looking at this film, you know, it's got 7.8 on IMDb, but it's nominated for 13 Oscars. Yeah. Winning yeah. three of them. Four. And it won for art direction, makeup, and visual effects, but it's also nominated for Best Picture of the Year. You know, um, Brad Pitt was nominated for Best Actor in a leading role. So As that, he should. by this stage, will have been his second film nomination. I think so, yeah. Because what was the first one we said? 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys, yeah. So, you know, what, something like, what, 13 years later for yeah. his second nomination? But yeah, what a great film. Quite a long one again, two hours forty six, but it's a proper epic tale, isn't it? Oh, massively! And it's, it's yeah. it done really well. Um, Jason Fleming in it; he's really good. Plays his um, biological father. Yeah. Kind of, I can't remember the name of the guy who plays the seaman, Jared Harris. Yes, he's so good as this pissed up, like sea captain. It, I love his side story. It's one I can't remember. Yeah, he's he's so good. Yeah. 
All right, should we move on? Yeah, so yeah, we've got yeah. Lots to lots to cover. Where are we go, where are we jumping to next then? Uh, next for me. So basically, I just went down and wrote them in years for the films I've seen. So please, if you're flicking through, tell me if there's any in between I've missed. But I've got Inglorious Bastards next. One year later, Inglorious Bastards. Later. Quentin Tarantino. We're doing one thing, one thing only: <laughs> killing Nazis. <laughs> What a ridiculous film. What a brilliant film. It's so good. Like, it's just typical Tarantino, isn't it? Oh, typical Tarantino. It's classic him in every sense of the word. Down it's... to the fact that he fucking... Did, didn't he spell bastards wrong or something? Yeah, to... it's bastards, like yeah, T-E-R-D-S. Now, so he could... did say he spelled it wrong for a reason, didn't it's he? It's because then it could be presented, so like, it, otherwise it'd have to be starred off oh, or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. because it's spelled incorrectly, it's not actually a swear word. Um, <clears throat> that's Tarantino through and through and yeah like you, and it's you, just so clever like the it. cast is insane oh, in this ridiculous cast. I mean Brad Pitt is fantastic in this as Lieutenant Aldo Rain but for me this film's all about Christopher Waltz oh my god yes Colonel Hans Lander he still goes down as one of my favourite characters in any film you know one of the greatest villains of all time oh, 100% um, I think we've brought so, this up so good we? he won the actor uh, best actor Academy Award oh, for, for that. Um, Eli Roth. Yeah. The guy, who, <laughs> he, he's really good. Now, Donny Donovitz, he, does he play the bear? Is that is that his name in it? Yes. He plays yeah. the bear. He, from that, bringing us the hostile films next. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael Fassbender, Christoph Waltz, Daniel Brawl. Yeah, it's, the cast list is insane, but you're always going to, people are going to flock to a Tarantino film, aren't they? Always, as soon as Tarantino. Always, always. Because by this point, he's a household name, and this is just peak Tarantino in every in every way. It Like, rewriting history. He's not afraid to do that. No. It's a no, period piece. And it can have those ridiculous over-the-top action sequences, but you've also got the classic Tarantino of the slow build-up, the tension, especially the scene where they're in the pub and yeah, they're yeah. trying to infiltrate... And he, you know, holds up the wrong symbol, Michael Fassbender, and it ends up in a big bloody shootout. But just, it's just so good. I really want to rewatch it because, again, it's another one I've not seen for a couple of years. I was just about to say that. It's probably been three or four years since I've seen this film as well. So it's worth a rewatch. Yeah. Again, 8.4. 8.4, you know, it's currently, again, another one must be in the top 250 films list. Oh, it's got to be at that. It's sitting at 69th greatest film of all time. We love, love, love. Well, this is what I was saying about Brad Pitt. Like, not only does he is he great in this film, but he um the films that he's in are fantastic. A lot I know, okay, not all of them, but there's so many how many films so far have we said it's in the top top two hundred and fifty films of all time? Like they're all like so many critically acclaimed films. Oh, de- definitely. And he yeah. doesn't like and he doesn't feel out of place in them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're not just putting Brad Pitt in just for the looks or just for this. It's because, well, we're going to get a great character out of him. So that's a safe bet. Definitely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable Again, film. Brad Unbelievable. Pitt. Brad Pitt at his bloody finest. Yeah, yeah. Um, next for me was Moneyball. Yeah, I would say Moneyball. I only watched that recently in, in preparation too. for this. So 2011. I think what put me off with this, because I knew it was a, a film about basketball. Baseball. Baseball, sorry. Yeah. And that's like the um, the extent of my knowledge of well, it. I, yeah, so kind of the same. So I knew it was a baseball film about statistics right. with Jonas Hill. Yeah. That's what I knew. So that interests me to a certain amount because I love American sport anyway. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so this isn't just a typical American sports film of 
the underdog yeah. rising to whatever. This is genuinely about statistics. And it's based on a true story, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. So I was like, okay, this could be good. And it was one of those, I just missed it. Yeah. And I never got round yeah, to it. I'm and, the same. Then, and then the longer it went, the less I gave a fuck. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I just missed it. I've not been, a, I'm not particularly interested in American sports. So the idea of watching a film about baseball, I was like, well, okay. Like if, if, if someone suggests it and like wants to put it on, fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. Um, so well, I'm so glad I did yeah. because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I won't put it up in the top tier of like some of these other films that I've seen, but it was, it was a f- good film, a solid watch. Very good film. Jonas like, Hill's really good in it. Yeah, he's really good in it. Brad Pitt's really good in it. Oh God, yeah. I thought Brad Pitt was fantastic. A very and- different role for what, because he's very straight edge in this. He's just the the owner of a... Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like weird because obviously, for uh, well, from what I've learned from baseball is they have like a general manager yeah, yeah. who's responsible for getting players in and out of the club and they throughout the season they can be chopped and changed. So it's very different to like football, for example, yeah. where you have a cl- like a, a limited window and normally the manager might have a bit of say who manages the team and ch- ch- chooses starting lineup, whereas the general manager has nothing to do with that. Yeah, He's, he's almost like the top below the boss. It's like he's responsible for arranging it all, all the logistics, and then he hands it over to the actual manager to yeah. sort the, the day-to-day play out. But he meets Jonah Hill, who's got this, you know, new idea, or it's based on his old idea about statistics, and then they try and build a team around that. Yeah, he's, and a, he's all a finance the, uh, major, isn't he? Yeah. And he's working for a another, another team, team. Um, that Brad Pitt tries to do a deal with, and he's like, why is he listening to you? And he's like, yeah. well, he doesn't always listen to me. And the idea of... Everyone goes where money is. Yeah. Everyone goes for the, because he's worth a lot of money, he must be good. Yeah. Whereas this guy over here, who's two years out of the age range that people will go for, you can get him for a quarter of the price. Yeah. But statistically does better than that's it. This and guy it's like, or, or like you, you can get these two players here that will cost a fraction of this really expensive flashy player. But statistically they, between them, they will get more home runs or whatever, yeah. or whatever it is. This, than this other player. So it makes statistically makes sense to have those two. So it was really interesting and all like the backlash they get for doing that and how they perseveres. But it's in a lot of ways, it's a stereotypical feel good sports film. Oh, it is. It is just because again, it is the underdog story. Yeah, yeah. it is. Cause they're the lowest, they've got the like one of the lowest budgets in the league. So yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. miss out on the playoffs or whatever. And so but- it's all, it's. I just think it's done a lot better. I, yeah. I, I think, you know, there's not really much to overcome. It's, I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know. it's just whether that'll work or not. And I feel like the start of the film was quite confusing because if you don't know a lot about baseball, mm. I was a bit like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's the thing. I don't know much about baseball. And I was, so to start with, I found it very confusing. But then by the end of it, you're fully invested and it gets really good. And Brad Pitt, again, was fantastic. And I think... If correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was another Oscar nomination nod for Mr. Pitt uh, and Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, this was his first Oscar nomination. Nominated for six Oscars, Moneyball. Jesus, yeah, best performance by an actor in a leading role, Brad Pitt. Supporting role, Jonah Hill. Yeah. So another one, you know, seven point six. Did Jonah Hill get it for this? No, they all got nominated but didn't win. Right. So. Yeah, great film. Yeah, but yeah, really enjoyed it. it again, it's just something different. Yeah. When you think the films we've spoke about up to now, they're all very different. 
it's vamp- another one. It's another vampires one. Vampires or crazy fucking bad guys or a or like heist film. Or a heist yeah, film. yeah, yeah. Like this this one's a bit more of a straight laced yeah. film. Yeah, I'm just a manager. Just and a manager. I'm here to get some good team based on a true story. Yeah. You know, there's no fighting. There's no drama. There's no shootouts. There's no crazy situations. It's very. It's not a love story. Straight laced, isn't it? Like yeah. oh, we're gonna manage a football to, uh, baseball, baseball team, team, and that's it. We're gonna yeah. go from there. Yeah. But so definitely worth well. a watch. Definitely check it out. It's a good good film. Because again, it's one of them where I don't think. That many people talk about it. Oh, it's never been recommended to me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's one of the reasons why I've never sought it out. But then when you say to people, oh, I watched Moneyball recently, they're like, oh, great film. Yeah. Like, I said it to Max. Yeah. Not expecting him to, I know he's a big sports guy, but I wasn't expecting him to have seen it. And he went, oh yeah, I love that film. Yeah. So, so it's just really? one of them that people, wow. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to, oh my God, watch this film. But oh, if no, someone no, talked no. about it, I'd be like, oh yeah, definitely worth, definitely worth, definitely worth a watch. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not going to rush back to watch it again, but yeah, I did enjoy it. Uh, so next on my list is World War Z. I agree, yeah. World War Z 2013. Yeah. I mean, um, we spoke about World War Z a few times, I think, over the over this the, the course of this podcast. But yeah. zombie wo- world war. You know, what I like about this is, as opposed to other zombie films, is it's the scale. Oh, it's the scale. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And it sets you right in the middle of the zombie apocalypse, which I like. A lot of times the zombie apocalypse films will start where like, Oh, main character just woke, woke up from a coma, and it's mm-hmm. all you know. The the outbreak has already happened. Ooh, it's look all at about me, the I'm Killian Murphy. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm Andrew Lincoln. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Killian Murphy's coming back for 28, 28 years, de- years, years later. later. Yeah, 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 yeah. That we call reuniting with Danny really Boyle. I love them films. Oh, so love good. Them. Me too. Um, no, but you're right. The, the scale of this because they're all over the they're all over the uh, world, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they're in Israel at one point, and yeah, they're in Jerusalem. They're yeah. in like uh, the Middle East. Uh, they're somewhere else, I think. At one point, uh, Korea, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're in Wales. They're in America. Like because what's different is what it's just a different take on the zombie zombie story. Like because he's an investigator for he used to work for the UN and he gets roped in to try and find the source of the outbreak mm. and how are we going to bat- battle this? How are we going to overcome it? So it's very much, he's like priority one. Yeah. Not before where he's just like a lowly survivor because you have those elements in it, especially at the start, like him and his family trying to survive. But Brad Pitt, it's like, this is, a, this is an important guy that can be used. So the government want him, we'll keep him alive at all costs, prioritize, get him a plane to here, get him some troops, and Brad Pitt isn't the action guy in this film. No, he's, he's not, not no. the action guy. He's, he's literally the reporter. like he's the reporter, the investigator, and he has the soldiers around him to keep him alive. Which again, what I thought was cool take. And Brad Pitt's cool as fuck in this film, by he's the way. So cool, just his look, everything about him. He's that got, big like, the, scarf. Yeah, the, he looks the good scarf. in a big scarf. I, I just want he? that scarf. Yeah, yeah. Like his long hair and like a bit bearded, and he's just like the nice, good guy. Yeah. And okay, it's a film that's it's it's a flawed film. I, I, it's a it, zombie film. It's though. a zombie film, but they've also made it like a 12. So there's very yeah, little violence yeah. in it. It's very little gore. All the f- fighting happens off screen. The zombies are very CGI. Very, very CGI. Fucking scary. Though. Yeah. Ru- oh yeah. Because they're proper runners. sprinters and they're like crawling yeah, yeah. all over each other. And you know, you're getting thousands of them. So I do love it. And I love the scale of it. I know people that have read the book have kicked off because it's nothing like the book. I, apparently. I've never finished the book, but I got about three quarters away from it because the book's like, um, like a diary yeah and it's all like different people's perspective like isn't it yeah yeah. And, and yeah 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 that's it it's all different pers- perspective around the world of what's going yeah. on um but then what can you do with a film like that if you're gonna and, bring uh, it out um but no i, I like it like i say I, I enjoyed the book it's been years i mean fuck it was the zombie boom of like 
2015 when I fucking read that book. But yeah. then the game was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed the game. Really, it was we, have just to, like, we have to play Aftermath, actually, because that's now on That's now on Game, game Pass. Pass, isn't it? Which is just fa- it's just a complete rip-off of Left 4 Dead. Oh, yeah. But it works so well. It works still. brilliantly, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, so, again, not his best, but... A solid a, film, and that's one, of, one that I will... I would probably stick that on over... Over Moneyball. Or even, like, Fight Club. Really? Because Fight Club's a way, way better film, and I totally hold my hands up, but... It's an easy watching zombie film. Yeah, you can lose. You can I can just stick it on the background phone, and I don't need to pretend yeah. and I can just jump in and out and it's, I don't have to pay attention to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of, and for me, a zombie film, that's a, it's a great background film yeah, as well. definitely. Which is no discredit to it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so next for me, and I'm kind of hoping you've seen it recently, 12 Years a Slave. So yeah. I've seen it, but a long time ago. So this is a bit of a weird, a weird one for Brad Pitt because he's got a tiny role in it. Yes. Right at the end, he plays the guy, the builder, the guy that helps build the house, and he's the one that reports that um, the main character is a slave, and he goes and reports it to the authorities. Which but he got an Oscar for this, didn't he? He Brad Pitt got an Oscar as a producer. Oh, did he? Because Brad Pitt's massive in producing, so like he's got big company. He helps produce films. Okay. So okay. this one, best film of the year, and it's always the producers that win best film. So although this right, was Brad Pitt's right, right. first ever Oscar win. It was because, as a producer, because it won okay, Best okay. Film. But in terms of... And that's why I don't really... In a lot of ways, I don't really class it as a Brad Pitt film because even yeah. though it's a quality film um, and the performances by everyone, especially Michael Fassbender and the main guy... Oh, I can't remember his... I was butcher his name. It's Chiwetel Ejiofor, who obviously plays the main character. They're incredible in it. So Brad Pitt is literally, it's like a glorified cameo at the end, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. because he is producer of yeah, the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still like a small, important role, but yeah, great film. Not seen it for years. Not an easy watch at all. No, God, no. A very good, realistic take on the, you know, absolute atrocities of slavery. So definitely, definitely worth a watch. But yeah, Brad Pitt's first Oscar win. There we yeah. go. But as producer. So yeah, that's by that point, he'd be nominated out. for three acting awards, but yeah. what, picked up the, his first one for producing so next film on my list is fury yeah oh, a year later i think yeah 2014 yeah. fury so again only watched this recently for the first time on my list forever just you've got to be in the mood to stick a film like this on world war ii it's about war it's about yeah and i know some people love war films i don't yeah i, I don't like the thought of war and, you know all stuff like it fills me full of anxiety i don't like it so i tend to avoid them normally yeah unless i have to um, but obviously, I was doing this episode. I've always wanted to watch the film, so I put it on. Jesus Christ, why hadn't I watched this film already? It's so good, it isn't is it? It's so good, and he is unreal. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's fantastic in this because, like you said, the the war genre has been done to death. Like it, no pun intended. Um, you know, it's how do you do? There's, there's probably thousands of world war two films out there what do you, how do you do something that's different and i feel this film does it because a it's about a tank crew which you don't really see that many films you really about don't, and no. you know it's just a re- very much about one tank and the crew and it's all about it's coming to the end of world war two they're in germany you know it's really the last few sort of days weeks of the war it's all coming to an end so they, these this tank crew are like hardened veterans led by Brad Pitt. An insane cast in there. John Bernthal, Michael Pena. 
Oh, he's my uh, boy. Uh, Michael yeah, Peter, he's, he's in everything. I is. love seeing Michael Peter. Um, John Burn, uh, Burnthorne. Yeah, John Burnthorne, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And then you get, so it's all about following the new character right at the start. One of the crew members is killed, been with them from the start of the war. So they're all, don't want to accept someone new. And then Logan Lerman's character comes in, who's like the rookie, literally. Rookie, he his jo- he was a desk jockey. He was a desk jockey. He, he's like a kid, isn't he? So, yeah. And then he, he, him trying to fit in with this hardened crew who were just like nails and it's very gritty. It's not, a, it's not an easy watch in a lot of ways, but some epic sequences. It's tense. It's heroic. It's awful. It just ticks all the boxes for me for a war film. Agreed. And Brad Pitt, again, just looks cool as fuck in it. Like He's his grisly, hairstyle. Yeah. Like, it, oh, yeah. Covered in bloody scars, scars and, and stuff. And like, he's, but he's believable. Oh God, yeah. Like, Again, he's. He, I don't think he plays like one dimensional characters. So he's not like just a stereotypical hard man. He's like, he's quite thoughtful and he knows what he needs to do. So he, he is whatever his men need him to be. Yeah. So he can adapt to that situation. He can be the guy that puts his hand around the shoulder, but he can also be the guy that smacks him around the face. Yeah. You know, he can be whatever and they all respect him and fall in line. And you can see why, you know, he's, he plays a very underrated leader of men in this film i oh, think definitely. um because the, he, he's not said in the same breath of of like other great leaders that you see in film but yeah yeah it, i think he just plays it really really well and, and i think you sort of get the depth of his character in this in the scene where they break into the two females house in germany yeah so they sort of take over this little village this little town in germany um they break into this house shut the door Guns out. He's ready to kill these two women. Yeah. He's ready to plant bullets in them. Yeah. But he realizes the house is free. He gives them a pack of eggs and he's like, make us some breakfast. Here's a couple of packs of cigarettes for your troubles. You know, old bloody Logan Lerman's getting his rocks off in the other room. And he's like, yeah, Yo, you do you, bro. And he's yeah. just really nice. But then John Bernthal comes in pissed up, treating them all like shit, bullying Logan Lerman's yeah. character. And he like, he puts up with it for a certain amount of time because he understands this is war yeah, We're yeah. in Germany. But as soon as he starts going after the women and as soon as it goes too far, he fucking stands up, doesn't he? He's like, yeah. put that down now. Yeah, yeah. And he's scary. He's like, yeah, he is. one minute he'll put a bullet in you. Then he's really nice and soft. And then he's to his own crew. He's like, I'll put a bullet in you if you don't fucking wind your neck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that one scene in itself just shows his depth. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's a really powerful scene. It's an uncomfortable watch because it like- It really is, yeah. Um, it's just the dynamics are really tough going, but he plays it so well. And I think he's by this stage in his career, you know, he's like, he's the veteran actor. Yeah. Oh God. And, yeah. And he plays yeah, yeah, yeah. it because, you know, Shia LaBeouf, John Bernthal, Michael Pena, they're all like great actors in their own sense, but they've been on the scene a lot, a lot, a lot less of time, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. by this point, 2014, you know, we, you know, we've been, we started by talking films 30 years ago. So Brad Pitt's been on the scene. No, 20 years ago. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, like in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So suddenly, he's the veteran actor that holds his own, that keeps everyone together. And it's almost like you can see their natural um, places in in society, in real life, cross, crossing over into their this fictional one. But yeah, for sure. I really, really like this film. Yeah, I, I do as well. And 
I would watch this again. Yeah, Happ- me too. Happily watch yeah, it again. Yeah, same. And like I say, there's some really uncomfortable scenes, you know. Yeah. There's a scene where they're trying to get, you know, they need Logan Lerman to be part of the crew, so they force him to shoot a Nazi. That, it, it churned my stomach watching it. I was like, oh, it was so uncomfortable. And I know. You get, like, goosebumps, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it now. Like, very uncomfortable watch, but very, very good. Yeah. Done so well. Everyone acts the part so well. Um, yeah, unreal, unreal film. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the next one I want to talk ever so slightly about, but we're actually going to be discussing this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, is the Big Short. Yeah, I've not seen it. You've asked me to watch it. I have, and we're going to do an episode on it. And I know a little bit about it. I know it's quite critically acclaimed. I know it's got an insane cast, and you've got to really pay attention. Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt. I mean, yes. unbelievable. Yeah, Un- unreal cast. But Brad Pitt in this film is phenomenal. Really? Because he's technically like, he's in it quite a bit, but he's technically a cameo. Right. So he plays this old um, bank broker. So he's like an old school investor trader um, who came out of the game just because he hates bankers. Okay. He hates the world. You know, what they want is for people to lose their houses so they can make money. Mm. So you get bought he's got this really weird haircut, like bowl haircut and a beard. Yeah. And he's completely off the grid. Right. So okay. to ring him, he's got about 50 phones in front of him. And if they ring the wrong ones, he's like, don't call me. And he hangs up. Every <laughs> time he picks it up, he answers it like he doesn't know who it is. And, yeah, yeah. But he's completely off the grid. So he adds this really quirky, because the film's quirky as hell. Okay. It's, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Adam McKay, the, the director. Um, yeah, it is Adam McKay. Adam McKay, and yeah, because he's really quirky anyway in in all of his films. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. I just love Brad Pitt in this. In yeah, this. I'm excited For to a watch cameo, this. He plays something completely different. Yeah, he adds quirk, but there's a scene in it where he gets really deep, and he's like just going at these guys that he's helping to earn some money and they're celebrating and dancing because they've just made a shitload of money and he just lays into him and he's like, why are you dancing? Because mm. we've just made 20 million or whatever. He's like, people are going to fucking lose their, people will kill themselves. <laughs> people are going to lose their houses. Kids are going to starve and you're yeah. fucking dancing and he just goes off on one. But the whole way through it, he's so monotone and you're right. like, oh God, such a great, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks when we get to it then. I'd love to do an Adam McKay um, episode, you know, because his films are fucking unreal. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so next for me, I don't know if there's anything for you, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, we're jumping quite a bit because Big Short's 2015 and then, you know, we've got Allied 2016. I've never seen never it. Seen it. War Machine, never, never seen, seen it. it. 2017, cameo Dead- in Deadpool, Deadpool. 2. Um <laughs> But then, yeah, it jumps to 2019 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. At this stage of his career, he can just pick and choose what he wants. Oh, yeah. Can't he? But and it, he is doing. And he is doing, but it's still a Tarantino film and it's a massive cast. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Yes, please. Name a bigger, like, th- line, three, a lineup of three than that. Oh, God, yes. Uh, and it's an interesting film because it's probably not one of Tarantino's best, but Tarantino does. It's, he does great films. Rewriting history again. Yeah. So it's another one where it's set at the end of the 60s, isn't it? Um, 1969. It's set. It's a, it's a fictional retelling of the Charles Manson murders, isn't it? And all about um, Sharon, Sharon Tate. So Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt play two fictional characters set in the real world, don't they? So they play um, 
Oh, what's Brad Pitt's? Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. And Brad Pitt plays his stunt. Who, Rick Dalton's like a TV star from the 50s, isn't he? Who so, everyone loves. Who yeah. everyone loved in the 50s, but he's a bit of a washed up has been now. So he's sort of like, in like he's like guests appearances on TV shows yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. isn't he? Um, and Brad Pitt plays his stuntman, um, Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth. He also, he's kind of like his PA as well, isn't he? Yeah, like, he's like his general dog's body, isn't yeah, he? He's like yeah, his yeah. assistant. He does everything for him, drives him everywhere fixes his house and but tries to get do some stunt work as well um and then margot robbie plays the realistic sharon tate but yeah. again it's another one that it takes it's, this one's got more cameos from probably real people because it's like got bruce lee in there and stuff yeah. but um again like you get in a any tarantino film insane cast even in small roles so al pacino mm-hmm. uh Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, you know, massive, massive stars all turn up in weird films, uh, weird weird roles. But for me, this film felt like, it felt like a love letter to Hol- like the golden age of Hollywood from Tarantino. Because it's a long film. It's like two hours 40. Oh, it is. And yeah. there's a lot of shots of just like, I don't know, like Margot Robbie's just walking down the, the street or Brad Pitt's just driving through the streets. And it's all lit up like what old Hollywood be. And got all the signs and the glamour and the glitz and the music's playing from the 60s and stuff. So I was like, there's a lot of like sort of self-gratifying scenes in there that yeah, could easily is. have been taken out to to slow, to, to quicken the pace up, to make it a, a shorter, sharper film. But Obviously, Tarantino can do what the hell he wants at this stage in career. And with that cast... And we will all go see it. And we'll all go see it. Um, So, again, there's lots of tense scenes. Not a lot of action, but when there is action, it goes off and it's fucking brutal. So, have you watched this recently? Yeah. Did you go to cinema to see it? No, I missed this. So, you know, right before the action scene at the end? Yeah. So I rewatched it recently. Does a narrator say, and now for the part you're waiting for? I don't remember that now. I don't think it is. So in the cinema, because that's like a bit of a piss take of itself, you come here for this. Yeah, This yeah. is what you're here to watch. Right before the drug-infueled fight at the end, yeah. a narrator came on at the cinema um, over it and just went, and now for the part you've all been waiting for. Oh, so and then it all went to shit. I've definitely never heard that. Yeah, so yeah they I've, watched taken, it, I've watched it two or three times. Yeah, they must have taken it out then. Yeah. But when I saw it at the cinema, it said that's that. That's interesting. Like, that's so clever how it's kind of like, this is what you're all here to see. Yeah. Up until now, I've just given you bits and bobs and what I want you what I want you to see. Yeah. Now this is what you want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it kicks off to the bit. If you haven't seen the film, go watch it. You'll know what we're talking about if yeah. you haven't seen the film. But yeah. what, what your take what's your take on this film? I love it. Yeah. I love it. And um you're talking about, you know, your favourite part of it is kind of the fact that it's like an homage to the golden age of Hollywood. I felt the same way until I watched the next film <laughs> I'm going to mention, Babylon. Babylon, that yeah. That does it so much better. Yeah. But again, that doesn't take up, doesn't take away the fact that this does it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. I think the characters are brilliant. Again, um, Leonardo DiCaprio plays washed up very well. He plays... And it was, An egotistical washed up actor is what he is, isn't Yeah, he? and he's so good because as well, because like in Tarantino films, it has time jumps. It'll flashback. So it'll be flashback to him when he's in his prime or doing like the adverts and stuff where he's singing or he's on the like adverts for cigarettes yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he's so good. I mean, 
like they're all fantastic, but I think Leo is actually the best, plays yeah. it the best in this film. They are a dynamic duo in this, so aren't they? They are. They play it so, so well. So, so well. Because I don't think they've been in a film together that, at this stage, of, Leo no. and Brad Pitt. Two absolute titans of cinema. Mm-hmm. Like, in like, let's like say this dynamic duo budding bromance thing, relationship which I fucking love and you do believe they're best friends yeah 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 you yeah. believe but that they're like, just in each other's lives a, they're like the two best friends but they're also like that role of well Leo is just one bit higher because he's the, actually the star and he's just his dog's body but yeah. it's so good and I mean I know we're on a Brad Pitt episode but Brad Pitt is fantastic and this is an Oscar-winning performance by Mr. Pitt. It His is, yeah. first ever acting, win, Oscar. Ask, uh, acting Oscar. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role. And I, controversially, don't think he necessarily deserved it in this one. I think he's played much, much better parts before and not won. As side characters. Yeah, in supporting roles. Like You think of One Punch Mickey. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he's be- his acting is better. Tyler Durden, yeah, yeah. Tyler Durden. I mean, he could be put down as the lead, but I don't think he is because Edward, no, Norton's, he's not. A Edward lead. Norton's a lead. I would say he's Tyler Durden. Um, even like Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're, the the one, uh, ones where he did get nominated and stuff, or not even or just completely overlooked. I'm not saying that he's not good in this. He, he's brilliant. In this. But, do do you think this is just a typical? Oscar thing of of course it's going to go to someone for Tarantino maybe because I don't know the, if it's a little bit as well like oh Brad Pitt he's missed out so many times he's been you know maybe. he's nominated like you know 26 years ago or something he's still not worn and you know, I, it's probably about time he's yeah. paid his dues he, he deserves one there's definitely I mean you know as, as we said during the Oscars last year like there's always controversy behind everything there's you know there's always it's in we're in a bit more of, i don't like to use the word woke we're in a bit more of a woke world yeah, now where yeah, yeah. you kind of know if there's like a foreign sort of mainstream film that that's going to do well and um and you, i'm not going to use last year as an example because them films were absolutely fantastic but we kind of hit that yeah. stage now but tarantino's always been on that if tarantino's doing one it's going to get an, an oscar not yeah, somewhere yeah. um but oh, I can't remember where I was going with that. Was was about, a, yeah, whether whether is he, is he just got one because Tarantino needed Oscar noms and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like Brad Pitt is great, and I don't want, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from him. But I just think I was shocked out of all the films we've talked about. That's the one he wins an acting award for. Yeah, I guess so. But like, and I guess it a lot of time, like any competition, it comes, it'll come down to who you're up against at the time. Who you're up against at the time. So, and I don't, I couldn't tell you who else he yeah. was up against, but oh, th- th- that's the point I was going to make. I'd absolutely fuck all to a bad pit. For example, and I'll never, ever get over this toy story winning the Oscar over across the, uh, into the spider verse. Again, yeah, it's yeah. a Disney film. Yeah. So it's going to get the nods. It's going to get the win. I know. And I think Tarantino sits comfortably in that seat. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And yeah, just the way I get Disney that. does and stuff. Yeah. But I, I do love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's Fantastic a long film. film. It's, yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch and then a rewatch because I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought it was all right first time I watched it. I guess I didn't know what to expect. Second time, loved it. Yeah. Third time, loved it even more. So one of them, it's a grower as a film. Definitely. Shall we move on? We'll move on. Um, Next for me is Bullet Train. Oh, Bullet Train. On the I list. mean, we've talked about this quite a lot, haven't we? We have, so we've not got a... 
Oh, we're at an hour. So actually, the, the, the next two films we've spoke about anyway. Yeah, exactly. But Bullet Train, that is a stereotypical, like you said, Brad Pitt having fun now. He can do what he wants. He's do what he wants. He's, he's won a couple of Oscars. He doesn't have anything to prove. No. He's been in the game 30 years now. Like, he is one of the biggest, one of the best. He can have fun. And this film is one of the most, so, like, one of the films I've enjoyed the most out of the last couple of years. I, I it, agree. It would probably, probably be in my top 10 films top five maybe that have come out in the last couple of years yeah yeah like i, I, I just totally fucking love you. it like i love that sort of film it's silly action film unbelievable cast again unreal cast yeah it's fun it's stupid it's over the top brad pitt's great in aaron it taylor like johnson. aaron taylor johnson <laughs> probably steals the show hiroyuki sonada my boy your boy my fucking boy <laughs> um yeah so much fun I could watch this film again and again and again. Oh, 100%. I think that's where I am with this film is I would put this on right now and tomorrow. I'd put this film on if I'm in a silly mood, if I'm in a sad mood, if yep. I'm in an angry mood. It will make me feel good. I and totally, if I'm feeling good, it will just add to that pleasure. Totally agree. And I think like you look at the user reviews, like critically, it only got, what, 49 out of 100. So not great, very mixed. But user reviews, 7.3, which is a good, solid film. So... That tells me the critics have gone, oh, no, it's not very good. But average Joe's gone, fucking love that film. Exactly, because that's not what cri- critics aren't looking for a good, fun film, are no, they? No, yeah, yeah. They're looking at so many other things that we don't give a shit about. And actually, sometimes what we want is just bollocks. Oh, what, and we and want this is what fun. we got. Yeah. Fun bollocks. Absolutely. Cracking characters, you know, the whole Thomas thing. Yeah. Um, it, everything about it is just amazing. I, I All I the characters it. are great. Everyone plays a part perfectly. And Brad Pitt is just so much fun. Yeah, I And totally. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Totally agree. Well, I was discussing that. I might do a Sandra Bullock episode soon. Yeah. Just I don't know if I've actually watched that many I like films. A bit, I like a bit of Sandy B, mm, I do. I think everyone does. Yeah. Love, lovely looking lady as well. <laughs> and then the last one, which we're not going to go into, is Babylon, which obviously, um, if you're new to the podcast or you've missed out on the last few, go back and listen to the sort of Christmas, New Year's episodes because that was my film of the year. Yeah. Just an homage to the golden age of um, Hollywood um, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, just being unreal. The acting is unreal. The film is unreal. Long film, three, I'll say it was three hours, 40 or something. something three like and a half hours. Um, but it. Three hours, nine. Three hours, nine. It was, for me, the best film of yeah, last I year. Yeah, I really, really want to it watch it and I will wicked. We'll watch it. Yeah. Um, that That's it. We've done it. We've done it. We've done Brad Pitt. We have done Brad Pitt. As a fucking. The, whew, so many, so many incredible films. We so many incredible performances as well. Like even like if he's not that main character, like we've talked about like true romance or 12 years a slave where he's literally like a cameo, but he's still great. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, again, even if he's a cameo, you know, he's putting his all into it or if he's not putting his all into it, it's because he's playing like a stoner, silly character. That yeah. You're just like, you're doing, you're doing everything by doing nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this guy can pull off. And there's but, so much variety there that we've talked about. Um, we were going to do a top five list for um, film and performance, but we're like over two hours in now. So we should probably not. Yeah. I don't think I could. I mean, I, I got my list, but it, it could change. It's probably changed. Now. I've changed it already yeah. from what i originally wrote and i will probably change it again now because i wrote this earlier today if now you were just to do it without it, even think about it if we just shout them out five answers uh which which one do, go first just go for performance i think we just put the two together oh. which is even harder 
Uh, top top okay. five Brad Pitt films. Go. Fight Club. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Uh, Snatch. Yeah. Glorious Bastards. <laughs> right. Uh, Bullet Train. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, 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 Fight Club. Uh, yeah. yeah. Snatch. Yeah. Um, um, Interview with a Vampire. Nice. Uh, um, I, I'm, I'm panicking now. Um, Troy, yeah. maybe. Um, I'm missing seven. Peace.